0: Section thirty six of Mark Twain's Autobiography, Volume two. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by John Greenman. Wednesday, March twenty eighth, nineteen o six. Orion Clemens' Personality. His Adventure at the House of Dr. Meredith. Death of Mr. Clemens' Father Just After Having Been Made County Judge. My brother's experience was another conspicuous example of my scheme's efficiency. I will talk about that by and by. But for the moment my interest suddenly centers itself upon his personality, moved thereto by this passing mention of him, and so I will drop other matters and sketch that personality. It is a very curious one. In all my seventy years, I have not met the twin of it. Orion Clemens was born in Jamestown, Fentress County, Tennessee, in 1825. He was the family's firstborn and antedated me ten years. Between him and me came a sister, Margaret, who died, aged nine, in 1839, in that village of florida missouri where i was born and pamela mother of samuel e moffett who was an invalid all her life and died in the neighborhood of new york a year ago aged about seventy five also there was a brother benjamin who died in eighteen forty two aged ten orion's boyhood was spent in that wee little log hamlet of jamestown up there among the knobs so-called of east tennessee among a very sparse population of primitives who were as ignorant of the outside world and as unconscious of it as the other wild animals were that inhabited the forest around The family migrated to Florida, Missouri, then moved to Hannibal, Missouri, when Orion was 10 years old. When he was 15 or 16, he was sent to St. Louis, and there he learned the printer's trade. One of his characteristics was eagerness. He woke with an eagerness about some matter or other every morning it consumed him all day it perished in the night and he was on fire with a fresh new interest next morning before he could get his clothes on he exploited in this way three hundred and sixty-five red-hot new eagernesses every year of his life until he died sitting at a table with a pen in his hand In the early morning jotting down the conflagration for that day and preparing to enjoy the fire and smoke of it until night should extinguish it he was then seventy-two years old but i am forgetting another characteristic a very pronounced one that was his deep glooms his despondencies his despairs these had their place in each and every day along with the eagernesses thus his day was divided no not divided mottled from sunrise to midnight with alternating brilliant sunshine and black cloud every day he was the most joyous and hopeful man that ever was i think and also every day he was the most miserable man that ever was while he was in his apprenticeship in st louis he got well acquainted with edward bates who was afterward in mr lincoln's first cabinet bates was a very fine man an honorable and upright man and a distinguished lawyer he patiently allowed orion to bring to him each new project he discussed it with him and extinguished it by argument and irresistible logic at first but after a few weeks he found that this labor was not necessary that he could leave the new project alone and it would extinguish itself the same night orion thought he would like to become a lawyer mr bates encouraged him and he studied law nearly a week then of course laid it aside to try something new he wanted to become a narrator mr bates gave him lessons mr bates walked the floor reading from an english book aloud and rapidly turning the english into french and He recommended this exercise to Orion, but as Orion knew no French, he took up that study and wrought at it with enthusiasm two or three days, then gave it up. During his apprenticeship in St. Louis, he joined a number of churches, one after another, and taught in the Sunday schools changing his sunday school every time he changed his religion he was correspondingly erratic in his politics whig today democrat next week and anything fresh that he could find in the political market the week after i may remark here that throughout his long life he was always trading religions And enjoying the change of scenery i will also remark that his sincerity was never doubted his truthfulness was never doubted and in matters of business and money his honesty was never questioned notwithstanding his forever recurring caprices and changes his principles were high always high and absolutely unshakable he was the strangest compound that ever got mixed in a human mold such a person as that is given to acting upon impulse and without reflection that was orion's way everything he did he did with conviction and enthusiasm and with a vainglorious pride in the thing he was doing and no matter what that thing was whether good bad or indifferent he repented of it every time in sackcloth and ashes before twenty-four hours had sped pessimists are born not made optimists are born not made but i think he was the only person I have ever known in whom pessimism and optimism were lodged in exactly equal proportions. Except in the matter of grounded principle, he was as unstable as water. You could dash his spirits with a single word. You could raise them into the sky again with another one. You could break his heart with a world of disapproval you could make him as happy as an angel with a word of approval and there was no occasion to put any sense or any vestige of mentality of any kind into these miracles anything you might say would answer he had another conspicuous characteristic and it was The father of those which i have just spoken of this was an intense lust for approval he was so eager to be approved so girlishly anxious to be approved by anybody and everybody without discrimination that he was commonly ready to forsake his notions opinions and convictions at a moment's notice in order to get the approval of any person who disagreed with them i wish to be understood as reserving his fundamental principles all the time he never forsook those to please anybody born and reared among slaves and slaveholders he was yet an abolitionist from his boyhood to his death he was always truthful he was always sincere he was always honest and honorable but in light matters matters of small consequence like religion and politics and such things he never acquired a conviction that could survive a disapproving remark from a cat he was always dreaming he was a dreamer from birth and this characteristic got him into trouble now and then. Once, when he was twenty-three or twenty-four years old, and was become a journeyman, he conceived the romantic idea of coming to Hannibal without giving us notice, in order that he might furnish to the family a pleasant surprise. If he had given notice, he would have been informed that we had changed our residence, and that that gruff, old, bass-voiced sailor man, Dr. Meredith, our family physician, was living in the house which we had formerly occupied, and that Orion's former room in that house was now occupied by Dr. Meredith's two ripe old-maid sisters." orion arrived at hannibal per steamboat in the middle of the night and started with his customary eagerness on his excursion his mind all on fire with his romantic object and building and enjoying his surprise in advance he was always enjoying things in advance it was the make of him he never could wait for the event but he must build it out of dream stuff and enjoy it beforehand consequently sometimes when the event happened he saw that it was not as good as the one he had invented in his imagination and so he had lost profit by not keeping the imaginary one and letting the reality go when He arrived at the house he went around to the back door and slipped off his boots and crept upstairs and arrived at the room of those old maids without having wakened any sleepers he undressed in the dark and got into bed and snuggled up against somebody he was a little surprised but not much for he thought it was our brother ben It was winter, and the bed was comfortable, and the supposed Ben added to the comfort. And so he was dropping off to sleep, very well satisfied with his progress so far, and full of happy dreams of what was going to happen in the morning. But something else was going to happen sooner than that, and it happened now the old maid that was being crowded squirmed and struggled and presently came to a half waking condition and protested against the crowding that voice paralyzed orion he couldn't move a limb he couldn't get his breath and the crowded one began to paw around found orion's new whiskers and screamed why it's a man this removed the paralysis and orion was out of the bed and clawing around in the dark for his clothes in a fraction of a second both maids began to scream so orion did not wait to get his whole outfit he started with such parts of it as he could grab He flew to the head of the stairs and started down, and he was paralyzed again at that point, because he saw the faint yellow flame of a candle soaring up the stairs from below, and he judged that Dr. Meredith was behind it, and he was. He had no clothes on to speak of, but no matter, he was well enough fixed for an occasion like this because he had a butcher knife in his hand orion shouted to him and this saved his life for the doctor recognized his voice then in those deep sea going bass tones of his that i used to admire so much when i was a little boy he explained to orion the change that had been made told him where to find the Clemens family, and closed with some quite unnecessary advice about posting himself before he undertook another adventure like that, advice which Orion probably never needed again as long as he lived. When my father died in 1847, the disaster happened, as is the customary way with such things just at the very moment when our fortunes had changed and we were about to be comfortable once more after several years of grinding poverty and privation which had been inflicted upon us by the dishonest act of one Iris stout to whom my father had lent several thousand dollars a fortune in those days and in that region my father had just been elected clerk of the surrogate court this modest prosperity was not only quite sufficient for us and for our ambitions but he was so esteemed held in such high regard and honor throughout the county that his occupancy of that dignified office would in the opinion of everybody be his possession as long as he might live he went to palmyra the county seat to be sworn in about the end of february in returning home horseback twelve miles a storm of sleet and rain assailed him and he arrived at the house in a half-frozen condition Pleurisy followed, and he died on the 24th of March. Thus our splendid new fortune was snatched from us, and we were in the depth of poverty again. It is the way such things are accustomed to happen. The Clemens family was penniless again. Orion came to the rescue. End of section 36 Wednesday, March 28th, 1906.